Support for the Roster Watch podcast and for the Tradecast comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ROSTERWATCH at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code ROSTERWATCH. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Week 12 edition of the RosterWatch.com Waiver Wire Podcast. My name's Byron Lambert. Thank you so much for joining me today. Please take a second to subscribe to the RosterWatch Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and a glowing review. Also, follow us on Twitter at RosterWatch and support us at rosterwatch.com. Let's dive right in here. We told you last week, Alex and I had the big argument right here on the, this podcast at this time last week, whether it was Brian Hill or whether it was Darius Geis that should be the all-in move on the waiver wire last week. This sh- who should have been the number one priority? And I made a strong case right here on this podcast that it wouldn't be too long before we were looking back at ourselves wondering what in the hell we were ever thinking passing on a stud like Darius Geis for a sub-average piece of waiver wire fodder such as Brian Hill. And life comes at you fast. Didn't take long for that to manifest. Uh, Brian Hill feels like an afterthought at this point, while Darius Geis is still available in your league, undoubtedly is the uncontested number one waiver wire pickup of the Week 12 waiver wire market still available in about a 50% of fantasy leagues. I guess there's a lot of folks that needed to see it first. You know that we never need to see it first at rosterwatch.com when it comes to a golden sun, a beast like Garrett Darius guys. We're reminded when you see him in action, easy to forget that the comp for this guy was Marshawn Lynch. You see him rumbling down the sideline, Marshawn Lynch with a good set of hands on the screen pass for the big touchdown uh, Adrian Peterson, we, I get it. It's a timeshare. He's played well. Bill Callahan is committed to the one run in Washington. It seems like AP has a hold on that lead job, at least for a while. And and, and I've been, been the one saying all along, Darius Guy's probably more of a, sta- a playoff stash, but things change quickly. And I mean, that's their guy. They were trying to get Dwayne Haskins run right now. You can sure as hell bet they want to see what they have with Darius Guy's before the end of the season. And look, we can never forget that when they're going to go that run heavy at any minute, a guy like Adrian Peterson at his age can completely evaporate off of the map, off of the fantasy radar and right in can walk somebody like Darius guys. Last week was all we needed to see. I mean, we weren't ready to quite play him yet. We were ready to, to hold him and to roster him, but we did need to see it one week first before uh, we played him. And whatever you got this last week was purely a bonus. At this point now, you're ready to flex Darius Geis basically every week of the season moving forward if you have to, especially this week where he gets the number one matchup in all of fantasy, the Detroit Lions at home in Washington, where you can surely imagine it's going to be a game script. 
that favors a lot of touches for those Redskins running backs. And with that kind of matchup, uh, you surely feel good about Darius guys heading into week 12. So if you don't already own him and you're not already planning on playing him, make sure to look tonight and see if he's on your waiver wire. That's the number one mandate of the week is an all in move on a player like Darius guys, who could be that big boost of life to your fantasies team down the stretch that gets you over the hump and takes you through the finish line in your fantasy playoffs. Next on the list, very much in the same mold of things as Brian Hill was last week. The type of players that you're going to have to approach with trepidation, with caution. But look, at this point in the season, uh, a lot of times you just got to go all in when you have to. Byron, is there anything worse than whenever you're trying to shave your, your balls and you have to use the same razor or the same trimmer or whatever that you use on your face? Oh, I just puckered up thinking about it. <laughs> it hurts, dude. It hurts. You can, especially if you use an actual razor, you will cut your nuts. Um, that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. They have the new Lawnmower 2.0. It has proprietary skin-safe technology, so the trimmer won't nick your cut, nick cut, snag. It, you know, none of that stuff. Your nuts are going to be safe. So, manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. You, like I said, man, you like who uses the same trimmer? on their dirty balls and their grundle in between their, their like the back of their ball sack and their exit hole. Like how are you going to use the same trimmer on your face that you put there? It's like, look, 85% of women think that grooming or a lack of grooming is a major turnoff. 80% of women think men should manscape below the belt And 89% of men think good grooming is essential to their professional success. Like, that comes from the business wire. So, look, here's what we've found from Manscaped products. They have the new Lawnmower 2.0, which is better than the original Lawnmower. And you might ask how much better. Well, so All right, so now it trims at 6,000 strokes per minute. That's up from 4,000 strokes per, per minute with the original one. And the battery life has improved from 15 minutes on one charge all the way up to 60 minutes. And it includes a rechargeable battery now. No more double A's. The trimming head's also now replaceable with the lawnmower 2.0. It's now waterproof, guys. I'm telling you, you all you got to do is get that lawnmower, get it down there. It takes a few minutes. They, they give you this, uh, they give you some like newspaper looking stuff to stand on so it's easy to clean up afterwards and then you just kind of get this this ball deodorant this ball toner just kind of get it rubbed around on there you're gonna be feeling silky and smooth before you know it and you're not gonna ever remember what it was like before you started using manscaped alex i couldn't believe it ever since i got my sample kit from manscaped my girlfriend from Dallas has been flying out way more often to come see me. For a sweaty Greek man like me, she absolutely loves the ball deodorant. And then the ball toner, so smooth and shiny and so tight, she's able to bounce a half dollar off those hush puppies. And also, man, the, the, you know me, Alex. I got Greeks, we got a lot of chest here. I'm able to use that lawnmower up top too. All right, so you can get 20% off and free shipping with promo code ROSTERWATCH at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code ROSTERWATCH. Join the other dudes helping themselves with Manscaped with a special offer just for our listeners. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's right. Manscaped is offering ROSTERWATCH listeners 20% off and free shipping. To get yours, go to manscaped.com and use promo code ROSTERWATCH. Watch. Again, manscaped.com and use promo code ROSTERWATCH to get 20% off and free shipping. That's manscaped.com and use promo code ROSTERWATCH.
It's just that guys like Bo Scarborough and Jonathan Williams of the Lions and the Colts aren't the type of players that you've been saving up all this free agent budget for, all this waiver party for. These aren't the guys you've been waiting for. Like I said, of course, uh, at this point of the season, you go all in when you absolutely have to, but we approach these guys with caution and we're really not making a big, big move on these players unless we're in an absolute desperation situation for a flex this week. And I think that's all that you can really plan on. It feels like Bo Scarborough may have a little bit longer-term viability over the season. There hasn't been much of a commitment to Ty Johnson or McKissick out of the Detroit Lions. We saw 14 touches uh, for Scarborough last week. Scarborough, a seventh-round pick out of Alabama. For a while, you uh, drafted by the Cowboys. Thought he would be the handcuff uh, therefore, Zeke Elliott, that didn't work out for Bo Scarborough. And he was, you know, you wonder when a guy like that is drafted, let loose. A lot of times the draft ped- pedigree has a lot to do with the end up in Detroit. You can't get off the practice squad when they've got all these other scrubs. So, I mean, it raises a lot, certainly raises a lot of red flags. But I would just say, you know, it appears it could be, depending on his performance, somewhat of a clear path to opportunity for Bo Scarborough down the stretch, but most immediately this week, he has a on paper, a really nice matchup at the Redskins in that same game that we were just touting for Darius Geis, a game that could shape up pretty well uh, for the fantasy running backs in this one. So basically available in 99% of fantasy leagues, Bo Scarborough, if Darius Geis is off the wire in your league or unavailable, or you're just simply unable to obtain him. If you're looking for that flex play this week, I think you can get in a lot cheaper on a guy like Bo Scarborough, who I may actually trust a little bit more than a player like Jonathan Williams, who was getting all of the hype uh, throughout the industry, really last night and throughout most of today in terms of being the hot waiver wire pickup of the week. You know, we've just seen mainly because of the the 14 touches he got this last week, he seemed to be the guy when Marlon Mack went out with the hand injury and you know, opposed to Bo Scarborough, who got 14 touches on most of the volume, you know, we haven't seen Jonathan Williams inherit all the touches from Marlon Mack quite yet. I mean, those 14 touches were subsequent to all the all the times that Mack had handled the ball before he even went out. So you start doing the math and you start saying, well, maybe Jonathan Williams got a track to 20 plus touches this next you know week or in the immediate future, maybe longer if Mack is out for the foreseeable future. I just think that if you look at the situation, if there's anybody that feels like he could be this week's Brian Hill, I mean, it could happen to any of these guys, but Jonathan Williams, certainly that type of candidate. What does that mean? It means a guy that you get too lathered up for, you overspend on, and he ends, you end up, it's, it turns into a must start. He, and he ends up screwing the hell out of you, but you still got like guys like Jordan Wilkins who looks like they're working their way back into the mix in Indianapolis for this week. You've got Naeem Hines, who's clearly going to be involved, especially in the pass receiving game. And I just... Look, we see these guys, these players, go see these hand specialists, get these quote-unquote hand procedures like Marlon Mack did today, and oftentimes they're back up in the lineup in just a couple of weeks. So when you bake that into, you know, the rest of season projection on a guy like Jonathan Williams, it just you got to slow your roll on that cat uh, just a little bit. And I would say Kalen Balaj still continues to live in the category, that type of category, a player you don't want to get all in with, but a player that you feel – is a lackluster talent at this uh, point, but a guy who could could get some volume, making it you know just a little bit clearer of a play than 
uh, some of these other really low tier options that are available here late at the uh, late late season in a real pinch at a at, you know real nut cutting time week 12 uh, of our regular season man playoffs are on the line at this point and uh, that reminds me both Scarborough's we're talking about him let's let's remember that I'm thinking the reason that he's probably had so much trouble making a roster is, you know, he's so big. He's so much of a LeGarrette Blunt, Derrick Henry type. And you just wonder with a player like him, if, you know, if it's been his vision, if it's been his lateral agility, if it's been his feet, uh, maybe some of the real skill uh, position, specific, specific skills that you really got to have, especially at that size, he's such a huge target have maybe been cumbersome to him and his prospects, uh, in the NFL. That said, don't forget, Bo Scarborough was the guy that was doing backflips on viral YouTube videos before the draft, and he showed three-down capability uh, for a big back and definitely playmaking ability at Alabama. So I would never count him out, especially in a one-game situation. I'll tell you what, you don't have to sit back and watch the season unfold with your hands in your pockets because you, too, can get in on the action. You can support your team every weekend or take advantage of your football knowledge to bring home the bacon with my bookie. Between football season, the start of the NBA season, the NHL season, it's time to get off the sideline and get on the action. There's plenty to bet on and always cash to be won. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet a, you know, a little bit on multiple games uh, and you bet them together so you can get a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go with mybookie.ag because nobody gives you more ways to win. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with MyBookie. And if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. So it's, it's, it's free money. If you put in $100, they will, they will give you $200 total to bet with there on MyBookie.ag. But you have to use this promo code. Use promo code ROSTER to activate the offer. That's promo code ROSTER to double your cash. So visit MyBookie.ag today. Remember, use promo code ROSTER to activate that that 2x deposit bonus that is at mybookie.ag visit today you play you win you get paid in terms of the running back position on waivers this week i think the next best option is for owners to make sure that they have secured all of the important running back handcuffs on the season so that there's no last minute swindles here as we're vying for that ever important playoff seating and you know once we're to the sudden death portion of the season in the playoffs, we just absolutely can't be uh, we absolutely can't be caught with our pants down. When you turn the page to the week 12 wide receiver waiver wire market, it pretty much begins and ends with Debo Samuel, who has been on this list all year long, but we've really been hammering away at him the last couple of weeks. It's still available in about 40, 45 percent of leagues as of earlier today. It makes him a, one of the really nice late season picks up, pickups at wide receiver. I think you guys have seen he's an absolute animal if you can get the ball in his hands. And he's certainly been getting a lot of that, uh, a lot of opportunities with Emmanuel Sanders banged up the last couple of weeks. You know, I think into his longer term evaluation, if, if we knew Emmanuel Sanders was going to be out rest of the season, Debo Samuel would be an all-in move right on par with Darius Geis. And if you're feeling it, I wouldn't necessarily criticize you if if you feel that way about Debo Samuel and, and you act uh, accordingly uh, this week. I just have still a little bit of reservation 
that when it's all said and done, this is a run-first offense in San Francisco. But most importantly, we're not that far away from Emmanuel Sanders getting back in the fold. And while I believe Debo Samuel certainly emerged as a very legitimate player, rookie here late in the season for the 49ers, even in fantasy, despite Emmanuel Sanders, you must admit to yourself, you must look in the mirror and admit to yourself that once Emmanuel Sanders is uh, back in the action, it's very, very difficult to believe we're going to be seeing the production at the clip out of Debo uh, down the stretch that we've seen in recent weeks. So he's a must own at this point. I'm not sure he's going to be a must start uh, rest of season. So that's uh, basically where I'm at on Debo Samuel. If you're in need of a wide receiver uh, and you've been stashing your free agent budget, uh, he's certainly a terrific candidate to go ahead and ship it in for here towards the end of the season. Um, as we look ahead to week 12 and some of the matchups this week, you're still reminded that Ryan Tannehill has really provided somewhat of an offensive boon for these Tennessee Titans. Those guys are coming off of a bye, which brings both wide receivers, A.J. Brown and Corey Davis, who are, whom are both available in over 70% of leagues uh, globally, fantasy football leagues. Both those guys, I would say, continue to be viable options this week against a Jalen Ramsey-less Jacksonville Jaguars. That's Corey Davis and A.J. Brown, kind of guys that can be had for very, very cheap on your waiver wire this week. Low-priority guys that have some good upside. And I think that if we're splitting the hairs, you know, at this point, we don't we want to just make the best plays every week. But when we're down in bottom of the barrel like this, we're all really looking for guys – with some upside if you're going to split the hairs. We want guys that can really help us, you know, win the week here. And uh, you could certainly do that potentially with a Corey Davis or an A.J. Brown. I also think you can do that with a Darius Slayton in New York, a player that has shown massive play uh, potential for the New York Giants, the rookie there. He had the 14 targets before the bye uh, just a few weeks ago. Uh, Darius Slayton looked like an absolute mo- – I'll tell you what, I'll, he, he's going to be one of these – um, second year players that I have the highest priority on owning next year. That's Darius Slayton. So can, can you begin to ride that year two wave here down the stretch this season? I'm not entirely sure since we've got Sterling Shepard and potentially Evan Ingram coming back, but just coming off the 14 target monster, a player we already had a very close eye on is hard to deny that Darius Slayton needs to be owned in fantasy leagues at this point. He's a high upside player. Uh, you know, maybe you wait and see what the snap counts look like and the targets look like once if we do get Sterling Shepard back in the mix this week. But, you know, what you're really hoping for is just one more week here where you get Slayton gets the whole thing to himself. Uh, you can play him. You can slide him into your lineup, no headaches, and then he can lock down uh, that role, you know, rest of season. You know, we've certainly seen the reemergence of Randall Cobb here in recent weeks. Not anything you can rely on. However, seemingly a very nice fit in the Cowboys offense. It was a very targeted free agent acquisition for them to fit the construct of this Kellen Moore offense that's serving Dak Prescott so well. And we might be reminded that this week the Cowboys are playing against the Patriots who are so difficult for the outside receivers. You may have, it's, it's, you know, it's a deep competitive play, but Randall Cobb, if you've got a guy, got to get a guy in this week, you know, I think in terms of Cowboys pass catchers out of the slot, he's a player who might be able to do a little bit of damage in a sneaky way. And then last but not least, of course, in addition to many, many more 
waiver wire recommendations. I think this thing at wide receiver goes about 40 deep this week. There's probably over 75 waiver wire touts on this, the week 12 edition of the uh, rosterwatch.com waiver wire cheat sheet. And right here on the week 12 waiver wire podcast, what we do is we try to bring to you some of the highlights of the cheat sheet because guys, these are the moves that we're playing in our, that we make in our own leagues. If you want to play fantasy, like we play fantasy, you do it with a pro subscription at rosterwatch.com. If you want to make the moves that we make every week of the season in our fantasy leagues, just come use the tools because all of that is uh, certainly baked in and expert quality results are always guaranteed. I'll tell you, Hunter Renfro at the top of the bargain basement heap, I tweeted out during the games that I just couldn't blame anybody any longer if they began flexing Hunter Renfro, especially in a PPR format the rest of the season. Uh, Just a John Gruden guy, a Derek Carr guy, strung enough good games together now where it's pretty hard to deny. Seems like he's got more juice than maybe like a Cole Beasley who's been a pretty solid under-the-radar PPR player uh, the rest of the season. So if you're looking for a sneaky play in PPR here off the waiver wire, certainly think Raiders wide receiver Hunter Renfro is a great place uh, to look for that. And then, of course, we have some important late-season stashes. Antonio Brown's been on the waiver wire cheat sheet for weeks on end now, kind of at the bottom, just so just just so you guys wouldn't forget about him, just to keep him kind of somewhere in mind so that when the time was right for the – teams that were in position to do so, uh, you look at just stashing. Will it pay off? Who knows? And not everybody's got the luxury to pick up a player like that and stash a player like that. But if you do, uh, with the news coming in today that he could be, we're, we could be very close to hearing a decision come down from the NFL on Antonio Brown's future rest of the season, and then he, he would potentially immediately become a free agent Uh, At this point, you have no choice but to consider stashing Antonio Brown, even if it's um, uh, what we would call a waiver wire defense. Sometimes we make defensive moves on the waiver wire to keep our opponents from picking up the players that could be absolute game changers down the stretch. We never want to get – we certainly don't want to get hurt in the playoffs by an opposing team that picked up Antonio Brown when we didn't if we had the luxury or could have afforded uh, afforded to – block that move so waiver wire defense something that is never a top priority at roster watch but something that especially when we get closer to the end of the season here you uh, you start to keep uh, a little bit more in mind Uh, I also think Jakeem Grant of the Miami Dolphins is a player to watch right now big uh, big play explosive uh, guy he he was the player we were most interested in when Preston Williams went down Uh, far jury's jury's out you know on whether this is a trustworthy player, far from a reliable fantasy start at this point. But Jakeem Grant, seemingly a pretty nice high upside stash right now. Just to, let's see what he does with Ryan Fitzpatrick for a week or two. And then, of course, we have the rookies, Nikhil Harry of the New England Patriots. It's been a slow rookie trajectory for him as we projected from Patriots training camp. I'm not, I'm still not real bullish on him here down the stretch, but we know we have a bit of a Philip Dorsett injury and Nikhil Harry started to see some action. So at this point uh, with, you know, the Patriots really lacking and big time receivers on the outside, this is what they drafted the rookie for. You know, once again, I'm not extraordinarily bullish on Nikhil Harry, but he's, look, he was my top wide receiver in the last two draft classes. And 
He was the subject of a lot of acclaim during the NFL draft, being the first wide receiver off the board to the Tom Brady-led Patriots, uh, who desperately needed a player there. So, I mean, you you would you could not ever be totally surprised if Nikhil Harry uh, caught some ro- real momentum down down the stretch here. Of course, once again, a stash, most likely for. Uh, teams operating for a position of luxury at this point. But Nikhil Harry, if if you got a free waiver spot and you're looking for a stash, you're not sure what to do with it, certainly a guy that I could consider putting on my bench and waiting and seeing what happens. Right there along with Paris Campbell, though, in Indianapolis, who in his very limited time, Paris Campbell, an excellent route runner on field drills at the NFL Combine, one of the best route runners there out of the entire crop this year, Uh, just very versatile, a smooth route runner across the board from intermediate, short, deep routes and we've seen a lot of juice out of Paris Campbell in the few times he's made an appearance on the field this year it sounds like he is much closer to the comeback than that December return date we'd originally expected it could be as soon as this week or next week if that's the case a wide receiver or needy team would be very very wise to take a look at stashing Paris Campbell a rookie wide receiver out of Ohio State absolute just burner for the Indianapolis Colts, big play burner, that is. Paris Campbell would be very exciting if we could see him get into the fold here full-time uh, with Jacoby Brissett down the stretch. Of course, Campbell is a very deep late-season waiver wire stash, but a lot of these guys are. Fortunately, the tight end crop has really been providing us some solutions in recent weeks. I mean, we've been all over... Kyle Rudolph and Dallas Goddard and Janu Smith and all of these players in recent weeks where we've really had, uh, we've developed some nice, nice options at waiver wire tight end. And that, that really doesn't change this week. I think you guys have been struggling. We finally got a couple players who've come into focus who you should be able to get this week on waivers that could really make a difference down the stretch. If you haven't already picked him up, which most of you haven't, Dallas Goddard's still available in 81% of fantasy leagues uh, globally. That's the young uh, tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles. Kind of plays second fiddle to Zach Ertz, uh, you know, in terms of you know his real position on the depth chart. But in terms of fantasy production, it hasn't really been second fiddle for Dallas Goddard. And with Deshaun Jackson out and Alshon Jeffrey out this last week and looking like he may miss some more time, it's just one of these things. If you just put Dallas Goddard in your lineup every single week, you would have looked back on the season and said, man, I was tight end was the least of my problems. So if you haven't solved it yet by picking up Dallas Goddard, I certainly think you should do it. Get him in your lineup rest of season uh, from here on out and relinquish the tight end headache. Right behind him, though, one of my favorite guys from training camp, uh, I predicted from Jets training camp that it would be Ryan Griffin, a player that uh, Adam Gase spoke exceedingly glowingly about it training camp. Ryan Griffin was a targeted offseason acquisition, as strange as that sounds, for the New York Jets. Even though they had Chris Herndon, it's just a player that they like so much. So it's very clear that with Chris Herndon sidelined during training camp, it would be Ryan Griffin that was slated for the first four weeks of the season while Herndon was going to be suspended for that big Herndon role that everybody was so excited about. And then it really looked like it could have been a two tight end offense down the stretch once they got everybody together. Well, that hasn't happened. Herndon out now for a rest of a season, at least uh, for all intents and purposes. And it's just opened the door right back up now for Ryan Griffin, who seems to have, um, uh, Developed chemistry here in season with Sam Darnold. Now that Darnold's back in swing this last month, and 
Ryan Griffin has been a very, very solid option uh, at, at, at your tight end position over in recent weeks. And I just think with that type of athleticism, we saw four touchdowns out of Sam Darnold last week. We get the Oakland Raiders this week that Ryan Griffin is a guy that if you're in tight end hell, he's a guy on the waiver wire. You just, you, you just keep on playing him this week. And as a matter of fact, if I need a tight end, I'm making it a priority to pick up Ryan Griffin this week with the idea that he may in fact be able to solve my tight end problem uh, rest of season. I mean, Ryan Griffin is a big, good-looking kid. He's a huge, monstrous, athletic uh, player. This is a very important guy to watch. And so will be uh, what the status is of George Kittle heading into Week 12, the tight end for the 49ers. Because if he doesn't go, uh, we saw Ross Dwelly having an absolute monster uh, uh, this last week. It certainly looks like if Kittle were – the signs were encouraging for Kittle this week. But if somehow – you know, he looked pretty injured. So if somehow he sits one more week, man, it's just a plug and play in San Francisco again with Ross Dorelli this week, their backup tight end. They got the Packers coming to town. Uh, if I was um, in a pinch and I found out that Kittle uh, were still going to be out this week, I'd be all over Ross Dorelli as a potential solution for this week at the tight end position. And then if, if we find out that Kittle is back, then we're going right down the list and making the pivot to our guy, Jacob Hollister in Seattle. As a matter of fact, you could make the argument that Hollister is a better rest of season own than even Ryan Griffin. Just the fact that he is uh, tied to Russell Wilson. You, you may want to just look at the remaining schedules with those two, Ryan Griffin, Jacob Hollister, right behind Dallas Goddard is probably the two players I'm looking at here. Most interested in his possible rest of season solutions at the tight end position. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, the list goes on and on on the week 12 waiver wire cheat sheet available to our pro subscribers at rosterwatch.com. There must be 20 viable waiver wire tight ends on the list this week. Um, so it gives you guys plenty of options, even in the deepest of leagues uh, for other players that you can pivot to in a desperation must win situation. Very fortunate here to have a return of a much more robust waiver wire quarterback market on week 12 here at crunch time. It's been a little bit thin over there at the quarterback market in recent weeks. And fortunately the, the play of the week is picking up Baker Mayfield and a lot of leagues where I had a week 12 quarterback by, I picked up Baker Mayfield a week or two in advance. I think we're seeing him start to string some stronger performances together. And this week we get Baker Mayfield at home against the Miami Dolphins. It's just a sweet spot for a waiver wire quarterback, making Baker Mayfield with all of the weapons at his disposal, seemingly starting to surge in recent weeks, just a very calculated and very strong number one uh, quarterback waiver wire acquisition of the week on the week 12 uh, waiver wire market. Right behind that, though, you could look uh, to his fellow classmate, Sam Darnold. It was a tit for tat who was the number one overall quarterback prospect in the 2018 NFL draft. It was squarely between Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, kind of a pick your flavor. And so right behind we got to, <laughs> Baker went one and Darnold went two. And that's what we've got right here on this week's quarterback waiver wire market. Sam Darnold available in 78% of fantasy leagues, seemingly um, beginning to catch his stride with the Jets here down the stretch and returning home in a really terrific spot against the Oakland Raiders. 
Luckily, if we're unable to land either one of those guys, we can still pivot to a Ryan Tannehill, who's been good for fantasy purposes uh, in the last month, coming off the bye. Uh, the matchup with Jacksonville, don't really have a big problem with that. The game's in Tennessee. Certainly, I can get behind Ryan Tannehill this week. Nick Foles, with the weapons at his disposal as a player, I can get behind on the waiver wire this week and potentially rest of season as well. And then I'd also say if you're looking for a solution rest of season at quarterback, which, you know, we don't want to fool ourselves. If we're stuck in the waiver wire cycle at quarterback, it's fine. You know, we've just been grinding it out and we got to keep doing that. We don't want to get too married to any of these guys because in the end that can that can cost us. That could be our tragic flaw. But, um, you know, of course, we're always looking to see if we can turn one of these guys into a season-long solution. And sometimes it happens. So you want to pick up a guy that you're interested in playing this week, but that you can also potentially be interested in keeping long-term. I'd say that Jacoby Prasad of the Indianapolis Colts, Colts would come uh, squarely into that mix. One, without Marlon Mack, it's going to take away from the run game. He wasn't really a pass-catching running back. I see more pass targets uh, just, I see the running backs now becoming more of a pass-catching group in general. That means more production for Jacoby Brissett. We should have T.Y. Hilton back sooner than later. We're hearing rumblings that Devin Funches could start to re-enter the picture here uh, later down the season. Not sure how much that matters, but I'm super interested in getting Paris Campbell back, which, if not in- imminent, certainly sounds sooner than later. Jacoby Brissett, a player who started off the season as a nice waiver-wire quarterback option and could finish that very same way. And if it's the strongest waiver wire defensive play of the week that you're looking for, that search must begin and end with the Cleveland Browns at home against the Miami Dolphins in week 12. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much again for joining me for this week's edition, the week 12 edition of the waiver wire podcast on the roster watch podcast. Please take a second and subscribe to the roster watch podcast on Apple Podcasts. leave a five star rating and a glowing review. Follow us on Twitter and support us uh, at rosterwatch.com. until next time, roster watch nation. So long.